You play 18 holes What do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt St. Andrew, don't you call me Cause I can't go I owe my soul to the Country Club Pro Boom, we're rolling Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this week's episode of the Scramble Squad, a product of Shape by Sports. So, Lenny, first things first when we dive in here, taking a listen to our intro music, that shit is fire, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. I especially love the line about owing your soul to the country club, bro. So we're going to yeah. start off with the questions right away. Did your uncle write the lyrics as well? Did you help no, him? Like, did so the, anybody have... No, no, no. The lyrics, the lyrics are actually a John... Were a parody, I believe it was John Denver that did it, um, of an old older song that I am, I don't remember. Um, but, yeah, so he actually did, like, a, a kind of a remake to that original song, which is super cool. So the lyrics, those are, like, already there, written, but it was a very good use of the lyrics because it was it's very fitting for this podcast. Yeah. It made total sense. If I was a member anywhere, I definitely feel like I would owe my soul to the Country Club Pro. <laughs> that that yeah, is for absolutely. sure. I, I, I kind of get a laugh every time I hear it. Yeah, I know. I honestly, like, I listened to it after um, our last one, and I was like, dude, your uncle absolutely nailed that. That was so good. Mm-hmm. So He's a very incredible musician. Darren, this is our third week of doing that. Though. Like, You have been listening, right? <laughs> Yeah, I have been listening, but like I didn't I kind of brushed it over. I kind of take tidbits, but no, I actually like dove into this one and I was like you know when you listen to things just like in the background and then you actually like yeah. Yeah, have yeah, intention yeah. to listen. I think that was like how it went for me. I was like give it some intention and give it some thought. And I listened to it yeah. fully and I was like, "Oh, damn. Okay. Okay. No doubt. Okay. So now that we have our intro music out of the way, our boss loved our segment last week. He was a huge fan of the <laughs> Would You Rathers. And more importantly, he really loved the idea of Tiger Woods. And I really feel like this is going to lead us into this week's tour recap. So last week we talked about partying with DJ. And Jacob, this one's for you. The question goes as follows. If Tiger Woods was your Uber driver after a night out with DJ... Lenny, would you whip? Bro, I don't want to say this because my dad listens to this podcast. Parental advisory is not concerning. Like, let loose. Absolutely whipping. I don't give a fuck. After a night out with Dustin Johnson, I feel like a superhero, okay? It's snowing. <laughs> it's it's snowing. It's like, snowing. motherfucker. Oh. We hopping in that Uber. We're turning. I don't know what what does Tiger Woods what kind of what kind of music does Tiger Woods listen to? What do you think? OG Bobby Johnson, Bobby Shmurda. He bumps it. I repeat. <laughs> I mean, if he wants to be a good Uber driver, then yes, he would. He because would. I, I I feel like he's a bluegrass man. I feel like he's a, oh maybe some soul music. I don't know. CB Wonder. Doing 160 straight CB on a windy road True, to Stevie Wonder. That sounds like <laughs> after hours weekend stuff. That oh. We'd be uh we would be flying in that Uber. <laughs> you you would be flying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's no such thing as Absolutely speed limits flying. with him as your Uber driver. <laughs> yes. Now now Darren. Yeah. Darren is somebody that has like values. Yes. Life. If Tiger Woods was your Uber driver after a night out with Dustin Johnson, would you whip? I mean, the answer to the question is yes. You've already gotten that far with DJ. So what? What? what's <laughs> one more risk? I mean, if, if you've already set the intention you with in DJ. The car too? Yeah, right. I'm whipping. I'm in the back. Well, I'll yeah, fly with If you're already out with DJ, okay. Okay, if you separate these two things as his own entity, would you party with Dustin Johnson? So the answer to the question, <laughs> that'd be the big one. Probably not. I don't think I would find myself okay. there. If okay. If there were there were applicable rules to apply. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. I I would If would you okay, sober, would you jump in a Uber with Tiger Woods? For the experience? Yeah. 
for the experience. Yeah, no, I get it. Look, it's I, Tiger Woods. Like you can't not DJ anymore either. Yeah, I'm past. I'm past my days. Yeah, good. If we asked college Lenny, then it'd be then it'd be a little different. <laughs> yeah, the, the grown Lenny is. I don't think I can do that. No, be hung over for probably a week the next day. So a or week. the next a week, the, yeah. yeah the next day for a week. Okay, Darren, like. Get it together. Yeah. Okay. A little bit of uh, some pain somewhere else. Yeah, I would be definitely wrecked for a solid, solid 72. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen. Right, there, I think we got to do we gotta do more of these. We have to do some would you rathers in every episode, I think. We got to start generating some solid content like that. 100%. Going forward. I yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Let's keep that in mind. And for the listeners, if they have any would you rathers for us to drop, Send it to our DMs oh, in the yes, comments. Please. Scramble Squad Pod on IG. Link it up. Where are you at? Like, follow our reels, man. We're getting in the game here. Like, we have reels now. It's official. <laughs> we're, Watch. We're Look, real. We're real. We're real with reels. It's a fact. Yes, sir. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, Lenny answers the bell. Would you whip with Tiger Woods? Answer the question is if he's going out with DJ. Hell yeah, he would. Hell yeah. Which leads us into the Uber Open. <laughs> or, or at least it should be called that because the sponsorship Bruh. would annihilate ratings. <laughs> they would kill. Anyways, the Genesis Open. We did see a 54-hole scoring record. We also saw Tiger Woods talking about his return to the PGA Tour because, I mean, mm. in Tiger's event, the PGA and the press is not, not... Gonna ask him about that. Maybe leading into the next segment, we can really dive into it. We have Rory bashing Phil's comments, and he actually responded to Rory's today. So when they release the press conference, I'm actually really excited to see what that looks like. A gorgeous golf course in Riviera, one of my personal favorites on tour, and most importantly, weekly Jordan Speeth content. My goodness, is that man a highlight reel when it comes to when it comes down to it? So first things first, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't watch, gotta give a huge shout out to Joakim Neiman here. He's our winner. First of all, he does it in record setter record setting fashion, might I add, at a fifty full hurl mm-hmm. record tournament low at nineteen under, even with a final round minus six that looked like Colin Morikawa might actually take a stab at forcing a playoff. Neiman got the job done by managing mistakes, playing smart golf when it came down to it, and really playing what, when you're in the lead, they would tell you to do, which is making people come to him. His approach to a last round even par was good enough for him to win by two. And realistically, let's break down some numbers. And let me tell you, going by them, that's P. Check it out. Anybody push a P, let's go. Well, anyways, <laughs> we're putting in proximity first and foremost. Those are the two P's that we're talking about. And you know what? The staggering <laughs> stats that we were looking at, yeah, Lenny's like, dude, you got to stop. <laughs> but the staggering... Two numbers, like, and I was like, oh. <laughs> what did he say? Oh, my God. I mean, honestly, though, what surprised me when I dove into his stats, I was expecting him just like Spieth and our winner last week to be up in the top, you know, top five across the board. He wasn't really there when it came to putting. He was 26th, actually, Mm. in putts made. Proximity, he was fifth. So I I really think that he did a good job. Again... Managing it to a final round, even par, I think that really skewered some numbers for him. Because if he mm-hmm. really did take approach where he needed to be aggressive in the first or in that last last round there, I think his, his numbers definitely would have been a little bit more relatable to where he is in the standings. Yeah. The two that I found really interesting, actually, was that he was fourth in birdies and fourth in bogeys. So what he really did was make, again, in fourth amount of birdies and the fourth least amount of bogeys. So where he was maybe not so much 
putting the ball well. He was making them when he counted. And more importantly, managing his misses so that he didn't really make mistakes that costed him any strokes on the golf course. So at the mm-hmm. end of the day, got to give a huge handout to Neiman here. Great combination of golf to get the job done at Riviera. A super hard golf course where, again, even the GOAT hasn't even won. So good on you. He kept the pressure on right away, making it happen wire to wire. So Lenny is going to lead us into the question. Darren can shut up. What did you like about Neiman's play? I mean, you said it all right there. Like, the whole proximity is, we're talking week in and week out about that now, is if you're in the top five, uh, top ten in that, let's say, you are in contention. <laughs> and especially at a golf course like Riviera, where it's a shot, shot maker's course, he's hitting his targets. One of those things, like, you see a few holes, like hole number nine, people get into those bunkers, and they'll be playing three out of the bunkers. And it's bad. If he's not hit, if he's not landing, putting in shots in the bunkers, he's having success. And you saw that, especially through 54 holes, the record-setting golf. It, this is one of the toughest, te- well, not toughest tests necessarily. This is one of the best tests of golf on the PGA Tour. And he became the GOAT over that week <laughs> at that tournament. Let's go! It's incredible to watch. Absolutely incredible to watch. I didn't watch the fourth round, not going to lie. I was a bit busy. Don't have but, to. Yeah, but like it was it was good conservative play. Kept him in, in his position and nothing more about that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was incredible. I really was hoping that Morikawa could find a way. You know, I was like, I actually tuned into the third and fourth. And when I was watching the fourth round, because I had the time actually, which was nice. We sat down and I was like, man, if Morikawa keeps pushing one little mistake from Neiman and we have what could go again the distance as far as another playoff just like mm-hmm. Cantley and Shoffler uh, not Shoffley Scheffler pardon me Scotty Scheffler he played absolutely yeah. lights out this week by the way another mm-hmm. another top 10 I think so threatening coming in hot I like the way he's coming in so Lenny we're going to switch gears and go right to Tiger that's the focus yeah. that's the focal it's his tournament the Uber Open I mean, <laughs> Genesis Open. So, Letty, did we see Tiger Woods talk about his return? We're playing rapid-fire yeah, questions. We did. Okay. Basically, quick, yes. Oh, yes, just yes. Rapid-fire, yes. Yes. We did. No. Yeah, we did. Well, he talked about... What? Yeah? Yeah, we maybe? did. What? We did. No? <laughs> I don't know. We just said everything. I think so. All answers, yes, no, maybe so. But maybe if you live definitely. under a rock, you didn't see it. If you don't live under a rock, yeah. you saw the Tiger Woods talked about returning to the PGA. It's that simple. Crazy. Okay. So Lenny, mm-hmm. this is going to mm-hmm. be like a six-parter. I feel. Part one. Okay. Yes. When do you think he's going to make that happen? Oh, this ain't rapid fire. I want PT Lenny, like physiotherapy Lenny here. Like, let's hear it. When's Look, Tiger's timeline? It would be amazing. Absolutely amazing. To see him. Everybody wants to see him at Augusta. That's not happening. Obviously, that's not happening. Not only is it too close, but that fucking place is too hilly. I am getting killed in the jar today. Um, Way too hilly. Maybe, may, oh, aren't we back at St. Andrews this year? Maybe the Open. Maybe he's back for the Open. Nice, easy walk. Done. Stroll in the park. He's got about 130 he days to make that happen, too. in Scotland. Absolutely. That's. I think it's feasible. Yeah. I, I think that would be, I think that's a fair guess. I think we see him in the open. Would the PGA Tour, do you you? think, let him cart like John Daly did at the Champions? Would they make that exception for Tiger? I hope not. (laughs) Honestly, like, I hope not. I I don't want that to happen. Look, this is a sport at the end of the day. Are we wheeling LeBron James if he has a sore ankle on the golf course? No, because he's not competitive. And I get that golf, you can still be competitive if you're not walking. I think it's a bad look. Okay. That's fair. Okay. And it's St. Andrews. I, if, if we're putting him in a cart, then yes, he can play at fucking Augusta. Yeah, that's true. If they give him the John Daly rule. But I mean, I wonder. I wonder what that would do, look like. Do you think that could actually happen? Put him in a solo cart. Let him whip. <laughs> Yo. Back to plugging solo <laughs> carts, dope. baby. We're fired up. Let's go. Uh, Tiger Woods get, on a solo cart. So Lenny thinks it's going to happen at St. Andrews. And you know what? 
I don't know timetables on, you know, what a surgeon gave him. Obviously, he pushed himself to be in the PNC just to play with his son, and that's really what he did. He looked, looked good. It looked very difficult. But he looked in, like yeah, he was in pain. Totally did. And I think if his son didn't play absolutely part of my language fucked out of his mind, there's one for the jar. Um, he probably wouldn't have gone that hard, but he saw how good his son was playing, and he didn't want to let him down. And you know what? Props to him. I do think that set him back for his timeline, returning to the PGA Tour. But I also don't think, again, unfortunately, this isn't Tiger's first rodeo coming back off of a, a major surgery. And I don't think he's really in any rush with his body and in his position right now to really force something mm -hmm. if it doesn't feel natural. So that's my take. Do I think he returns? Would I like to see him return? At St. Andrews? Hell yeah, I would. Do I think it's feasible? Mm. I think he comes in towards your U.S. Opens where, you know, August. Like next year? Like we're talking, no, maybe not next year, sorry. I'm talking oh. like August, September, like I'm talking like so five, we're talking six like months PJ, away. We're talking about championship, tour championship, like the FedEx Cup playoffs almost. Yeah. What do you, I don't think he he, he won't qualify for, so I guess. He doesn't qualify for Might that. be a write-off for the I, season. Ooh. Who knows? We'll see. I don't, let's see. I don't think he will. Darren, let's put a, let me, I'll, I'm going to pull up this PGA Tour schedule. Yeah. See what the timeline is. And like. if you want August, what about the PGA Championship? I could totally see him coming back for that. Where is it this That's year? A, Do we know? No. It's not. Is it? It's not back in Kiel. No, they just were at Kiel. Well. Yeah. Let's see. Fill the thrill. Um, let's fill these blanks as we're pulling up the schedule. <laughs> <laughs> How is your day, Darren? Okay, I got the schedule. We're good. Um. Do, do, well, the do, open do. is the last. Yeah, no, Open is the last uh, major, which is in July, which is July 14th, which is the last major. major. Mm. So there's the chance of that, ugh, and then you're basically in the playoffs. I don't know. Three minor tournaments follow the Open before the playoffs. I don't know. Yeah. I think, I honestly think, I think the Open is the only chance, yeah. in my opinion. Okay. And you know what? If that's the timetable, then... July, August is where I'm looking. So, yeah, you know what? You might be spot Which on. Which is like, it, yeah. And it's, look, it is one of the flattest courses that you can actually play. Mm -hmm. So, I'm unless, unless he pulls some shit out of this Florida, the Florida swing, he comes out. Oh, my God. No, thanks. <laughs> can you imagine? Oh, man. man shows up to Sawgrass. Yeah. <laughs> Does it for the fans. He literally, <laughs> it's like when you go, uh, go to your club C and you try to beat a pro on closest to the pin. He literally just sit there on seventeen, mm -hmm. just throwing darts <laughs> with a nine iron. <laughs> I love it. I would actually pay to see that. Could you imagine like doing seventeen, like a closest to the pin, where guys are in contention and they're trying to beat Tiger for a closest to the pin on seventeen? <laughs> this is side, a little side match. I love hey, it. Hey PGA, you should totally get into that. I'm telling you, yeah. I'll take five percent well, commission when your uh, right? when your viewership goes up from that. Well, they're absolutely. They're gonna need to do something. I'm trying to segue. They're gonna need to do something. Why are they gonna need to do something, Darren? I really don't think that they're gonna have to, given how much pushback all of the players have been putting in. But you know what? This is segmenting, Lenny, and I appreciate you for doing it. We love drama, and boy, did we get a taste of that, Rory, Phil, and in. All honesty, I cannot stress this enough. The bloody battle of the pip scores, man. I can't with this. Like, I'm telling you, <laughs> beef in the PGA is solely based on the pip scores. Convince me otherwise right now. Like, on the pod, if anybody has legit, I understand that they both said it at a press conference. I understand that this isn't clickbait Twitter. But I'm telling you, it takes one guy to quote somebody from a press conference to get the attention of everybody who is on clickbait and roll with it and check it out. So with that being said, God, the things that this whole thing has done for Phil's pip score. And like I said, I get that he wasn't trying to do it for that or that we've come to this conclusion earlier on the pod that he isn't 
in it for that. But Lenny, like I said earlier, just like two minutes ago, I need you to convince me out of this mindset. Because I swear to God, if you didn't know what Rory said, he called Phil naive, selfish, egotistical, ignorant, in that press conference post-third round of play at his Uber Open. I'm telling you, I'm going to pound that till the cows come home. I mean Genesis. But whatever. At the end of the day, I think this is all generating a pip score. So Lenny, first question coming off of this. Do we think this is getting blown out of proportion? No, I don't. I like this. And also, I, I feel like there, with the pip score, I feel like there has to be some positivity there. Look, I I said this a couple of weeks ago, and I was hesitant to say it because I felt like I was too early. And I had said some ish about Phil Mickelson. Lenny said some ish. I don't like him. <laughs> I never liked Phil Mickelson. I think he's all of those things. I think he's always been all of those things. And people just kind of, like, let it slide. And then the Saudi League came up, and boom! People are showing their true colors towards him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I. That's fair. If it's about Pip score, Rory's gonna beat him, beat him down. Now I'm done. I'm so I'm just happy. Like it's about time. Phil's right in some regards. Like changes need to be made because the Saudi League is a legitimate threat to the PGA Tour. Their ideas at are at this point. Yeah. The way people are talking, the ideas are mm-hmm. it's radical, and. So, obviously, PGA is going to take this into account and actually make positive changes. But if you really break it down, yes, there's lots of areas that need to improve in that we've also spoken to. There's so many problems with the PGA Tour. But if you also look at a lot of the initiatives that they're doing, it is not bad. Like, the what Phil Mickelson is pushing for is the top players to be paid more. Instead of the players that aren't as good having a base salary, he's like, nah, feed me more. And feed them less. He doesn't want a middle class in golf. He wants top heavy, which is what the Saudi league brings. Right? So he is all of those things. Like, I get he wants to get richer and richer. I mean, I, I don't know what he's going to do with the more money. Build more shitty golf courses. Shout out Mickelson National um, <laughs> in Calgary. I mean, you're not wrong. Well, anyways, yeah. It's, you know what? Yes. I As much as a bash. You suck at designing courses, Phil. <laughs> Unfortunately, is made for lefties who hit fades, and I think ninety-five percent of golfers are righties who hit fades. So I'm convinced that every golf course he builds is to boost and pad his ego. It's like I can tear this shit up. Damn. Yeah. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, I hate him. I'm telling you, <laughs> on the pod this week, I am making Lenny look at plane tickets, and we're gonna play Mickelson when he gets out here. I'm actually pretty excited to play that course. Yeah. Not going to lie. Yeah. It, it looked kind of nice. It was dope. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It was dope. Yeah. Phil, I think you did a good job designing it. Lots of money in that. Yeah. Lots of money in it, though. It, it is. And it'll chew you up, spit you out faster than you can think. So if anybody's in the area, it's about 20 minutes outside of Calgary. The only thing about the golf course, and this is going to be my whole, my whole spiel about it, with the amount of landscape that you can work with, with the scenery that you have to choose from, you go ahead and stick one in the middle of a farmer's field that's arguably too far from the mountains. Like, you could you could have gone, and honestly, my whole thought process is this. He didn't buy it for the golf course. He didn't design it for the golf course. There are so many brand new million dollar homes that are getting listed out there. So shout out to the real estate. Check me out. Maverick Group Realty. Derek and I hook you up, anybody. Right here, this is the plug. Unfortunately, there is not no down payment discount like we talked about with Lenny earlier on the pod. But with that being said, I honestly looked at it. I I pulled up. Golf course was immaculate. If you're only there for golf... It was gorgeous. However, I hope you're only there for golf. I really hope exactly. I really hope that you're only there for golf because there are so many better options 20 minutes down the road that you can go to. 
and that's my take. boom and that's it right there it's a rancher's golf course it is also it's one of those real estate it's a real estate development golf course it's not it's like one of those look i hate the florida i'm not a, i know hate but out of all the states to golf in florida's has always been like my least favorite and Agreed. it's flat and well Cal- that course isn't really flat but um it's just like they build houses right along the fairways, and that seems to be the plan with Mickelson National. It is. And that, that's why I'm not a big fan of yeah. that. So, Phil, I'm collect your royalties, whatever. You moved on to that course. And yeah. Good on you. Anyways, F Phil. What else? He's, in, what it, else you got? he's in it for real estate, not so much the, the golf course. <laughs> so, here's my next question leading off of that. Do you think players are too quick to defend the PGA Tour? Like, I understand its pedigree. But do you think that players should really maybe tone it back and actually see, like, not commit yeah. to it, but, like, put some pressure on the PGA Tour to actually change some of their formatting? Look, it's, yeah, like, it seems odd to me. When you look at baseball, for example, we've been in a lockout for how many months now? Like, two sides are disagreeing, bashing each other. Mm-hmm. This is typically what happens with sports. Like, NFL's gone through it's this. A bad relationship. Obviously, NHL still goes through this because nobody, like, watches NHL because 5,000 people in the stadium. Mm, F that. Sorry for offending hockey fans, but Arizona. Um, <laughs> Shout out to the Sun Devils. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then you just look at these sports. They always go head-to-head. But now in golf, I don't know what's going on it, that they're def- that many players are now defending the PGA Tour's movements and stuff, which uh, obviously is something that we should, you and I should actually take a dive into and see. Yeah. Um, but on the surface, like I, I don't know why they would be defending them because if they can get more money, if they believe that they can get more money, then why don't they push for change? And that's the whole thing. In, in a world of ideals that rule and the amount mm. of people that have access to opinions and thoughts, like, heaven forbid, there are some ideas on Twitter that, like, although seem obscene, you look at it and you go, you know what, if you actually applied that for a couple of tournaments, you would get so much viewership. Like, and I'm not talking mm. about just, like, the drinking where people are like, Oh, if you score yeah. a double bogey, you get absolutely... Like, no. But, like, there yeah. are people that have actually put up on a lot of social media campaigns and probably ideas to the PGA Tour directly that we haven't even seen that mm. would actually take a leap in where golf is now and where it could actually be as far as viewership. Yeah, exactly. Mm. I actually... I, I just thought of something. It, with the one point of why players may be defending Rory is an odd case for me, but look, the, if this, this hypothetically, we say the super league exists, it's the top 48 golfers in the world. They're going to take ratings away from the PGA tour, yeah. but it only allows 48 people in the field. Most tournaments have like a field of 150 people. Yeah. That means that middle class of golf is now gone because nobody not met because people are going to choose the best the best. So our PJ Tour becomes a minor league system for the Saudi League, and there's far less money for those players to share in revenue, meaning that middle class no longer is making the money that they were making prior to the Saudi Super League's existence. So then I get the defense the defending the PJ Tour because. This is a lifeblood for players that maybe aren't as good as a top 50 that still can make cuts and make a little bit of money each week. Mm-hmm. And that's totally fair to say. Like, It's actually really funny. Um, Kevin Kisner talked about this when he was on a couple podcasts and interviews. He said, A, a T10 or a T20, they still pay me $800,000. Mm. Or 400, 500, whatever the number is. He's like, I live and eat good by playing middle-class golf. Yeah, and as, exactly. as funny as that is, again, you look at it and you say, okay, I totally understand it. If, if big-name players are looking at this going, you know what? We're taking the stance on wage equality, and we're going to shoot down the Saudi League because we feel that the PGA Tour can and should continue to run to generate more revenues, more, not more revenues, but more 
wage equality across all golfers, and that's totally fair. That's, that's a totally fair point to argue. But I also look at it and go, from a wage equality perspective, if you have more viewership and you have more ability to make more money from people coming in and ticket sales, TV revenues, and sponsorship money, you can give the opportunity to pay more even for that middle class. So the question then for me, well, that's not so much a question, but it's more just an idea is where we're looking at it going, because there's two sides to this, the players and the structure of the PGA as a whole. The structure of the PGA as a whole does a better job to the Saudi league of paying all golfers. Spreading revenue, right? yes. However, if you look at it from a viewership standpoint, again, obviously big names attract big sponsorship and big TV, but if the PGA Tour would actually take some of those ideas or ideas that they can kind of put in place, shorten the season, get more viewership, elongate the amount of money that they actually make per, they might actually be able to make the middle class even more money across the board. And then you might even look at a lower class, guys who are getting cut, who have to, Victor Hovland put it the best, save and not buy the Glock at Chipotle. Your middle class guys, your low class guys, might actually be able to support their splurge on buying some extra guac at Chipotle. So, Hmm. that's my take. Lenny, any other thoughts? Let's go. No, I mean, at the end of the day, as a fan, I'm going to go with whoever allows fair sharing of content. (laughs) Because currently that isn't the PGA Tour. Yeah, and that's... Um, If the Saudi League lets us have access, we're for it. Saudi... With credit, with credit, mm-hmm. just let us use a f- make a reel. Just let us make a yeah. reel that isn't our own content. Like, we'd love to do that. You, know, I don't want to get a PGA Tour license and pay millions of dollars that I don't have. Yep. So, agreed. thank you. Agreed. That is my TED Talk. So, ladies and gentlemen, last things last, wrapping up our rant, apparently. We try to keep this under an hour. I really don't think we're looking at that. But you know what? Darren's going to oh. talk <laughs> a mile a minute. Get speeding. Race get cars. Going. Another week, and yet another speed highlight. This time, almost taking out his hand on a tree <laughs> in the second round of his play. So, Lenny, the last question for wrapping up the Genesis Open is this. With Jordan Spieth doing another just utmost dangerous thing to a safety, it begs the question. Do we think he's after a pip? I think he's proven my theory right that I made a while ago. I hesitated. And you were like, oh, it's dark. I think he's having trouble with the child at home. And he's risking his life week in and week out because he's saying, oh, my God, I don't want to go home tonight. So he's fetching Um, it at the hospital to get away from his kid. Hell, yeah. (laughs) Man almost killed himself twice. Oh, my God. Yeah. In three weeks, it's it's getting weird. Like he's genuinely going to shorten uh, his career and his lifespan gonna, in a yes. hot second if he continues to 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 approach this. <laughs> like he's just finding himself in odd odd circumstances every week. Yeah. Now, it's a I I it may, I mean the pip the pips can, might come his way if he keeps doing this. I mean, hey, that. But also it's the only motive I can think of. But if he keeps doing this. I don't know if the PIP or the life insurance claim is going to come first because it's he's a hazard to himself now. Jordan Spieth, it's dangerous. this is your take. If you're listening, tune in. You better have good life insurance. <laughs> wear a parachute, wear a helmet, yeah. wear pillows, all that. Like You need to take better care of yourself, I think. <laughs> it's getting scary. Agreed, and we're concerned. So, Jordan, please take care of yourself for your brand new family. Please, just just keep it. Stop hitting trees. Stop jumping off cliffs. Keep it PG. A. 
But, um, okay. Let's pivot, because that was horrible. That was really bad. Because um, <laughs> I really feel like, honestly, we need to start diving into something that listeners can do to improve their game. And there was something that came across my desk at work this week that I didn't know much about that really got me excited. So I want to talk to you, the listener, as to what you can buy, where you can go, some things you can really do to improve your game on a weekly basis. So not only do we appreciate you guys tuning in and taking the time out of your day to listen, but we really feel like this segment, or at least this part, is really going to transition your game, is going to pivot the way we actually do things here at the Scramble Squad. So, with that in mind, let's talk balls. We love balls. We love balls. I'm talking three-piece, four-piece, two-piece, some soft, some hard. And in the game of golf, it's all about how many balls. Or it's all oh about the God, balls. I thought you were going to separate <laughs> So here's the real question right out the get-go. Why do we think Tiger, the GOAT of golf, signed his ball contract before he was even thinking about the stick? Do we know? You tell me. Lenny. You tell us. Because obviously golf balls are the most important part of the game. Mm -hmm. That's not my opinion. That's opinions over everybody. I'm going to tell you, ask anybody in the game of golf. The golf ball is the only thing in your bag that you will use from start to finish. It gives you feedback. It gives you performance. And it contributes the most to your low scores. I don't care who you are. A good golf ball will do that for you. So yeah, here's my question. If you haven't already gone to get your balls checked or fitted, However you want to go about your take. Alright. This is what I'm telling you. Just go. Just get your balls fitted. Get an understanding of what makes it click. I mean for me. I'm a Bridgestone first. Title is second. Shrick's in third. When I check my balls. These are the companies that worked. Lenny. It's a question for you. Have you ever had your balls checked? Yes. No, I, I usually check other people's balls. Okay. I, um, I, I, find, I find all my balls in um, relatively hairy kind of fescue areas. Fescue areas. Mm. Uh, working at a golf course, obviously, I'm talking about. So I, I find my balls. Some dirty, some clean? And some dirty, mo- some clean, mostly dirty. Okay. Um, and then I, once, once in a year, I'll buy a pack of balls and everything else is just hand-me-downs, secondhand balls. Just used balls. That have been used and worn out All right. yes, many times. Do you know what, right? Do you even know, Lenny? The next question is this. What balls are right for you? Yes. I do know that. I do okay. know. Okay. Which one? What company? What take? Which what what ball does Lenny play from start to finish? You actually have this written here. I'm a Bridgestone BXS. Well, our it was mm. yes B three thirties. So, ladies and gentlemen, all right, there we go. The B three thirty transitioned to an RXS. It's the softer version. I totally got you. Tiger came out with his spin version. Why I play the BXS. We're getting into some golf game here, golf talk. I do not spin the golf ball. This is a super spinny golf ball as to why a lot of people who use the BXS who hit high spin shots or have high spin profile, this golf ball is not for you. Transitioning to Dirty DeChambeau's golf ball, yeah, screw that guy. We don't want to talk about him, but Bridgestone, you did it right. So two things that came across my desk. First things first is the brand new Bridgestone BXS 2022. I'm really looking forward to what they call their improvements of impact science. With the release of now the fourth gen of Tour B Golf Ball, 
Bridgestone really believes this year's version should expect more length with driver's woods, long irons, and the key here, in my opinion, because everybody loves the distance, but realistically, in my opinion, is going to be even better for performance around the greens. Bull claims mm. coming off of their 2020 model, but I'm with it. More pop, more spin, better ball flight. Put it in my bag right now, Lenny. Are you trying this ball out if you get the chance? Absolutely. Okay. I'm. I yeah. I would love to. I would like to get fitted for a ball mm. though, primarily to be honest. So I'm not. I open to trying this ball, but I want to get fitted for a ball before like before I decide. Yeah, and I really think that. I mean, just from not the data, but the on course that Isaac and I have played. I really think that there are a couple in mind that I have that I would think would really suit the way you hit the golf ball. And it probably wouldn't be a soft core Bridgestone ball. It would probably be a firmer, maybe Shrixen Z-Star. Probably the X. So the low spin version Mm -hmm. because you hit the ball fairly high. So a lower, a lower launching, lower spinning golf ball would probably do it more for you. But again, We'll have to see what, how that goes. Aaron, you're gonna have to send me that. I'm, I have to try one out. I need to. We need to. Uh, get, I need to get over to you before uh, golf season starts. I think. Yeah. Because I want to be prepped. Oh, I can totally get it going on. However, this one, my boss and I were talking about for probably an hour in our back. It got him excited, and I think it's gonna make the general consumer really, really keen on Wilson golf balls. So if you don't already know, Mm. Wilson in North America, probably not the best golf ball company you can choose. However, in Europe, it is a major player. And this golf ball over there is taking the world by storm. It's called the Wilson Triad. Built with exclusive T3 technology. Whatever that means, I don't know. I can absolutely Mm. ask a few reps at... Wilson, if you'd like me to. However, you can also go to mygolfspy.com. They'll do that cut, as I'm sure a lot of people like to see when people cut through the golf ball, check the middle. My golf spy, that is the best place to go for ball data that you need. But with that being said, the triad guarantees that it'll fly longer, hold greens better, it'll roll truer to the putter, and this is the key. And we're really keying in on this one right here. A brand new dimple pattern that is legal and conforming that guarantees a straighter ball flight. Pairing that with a high MOI construction, this golf ball is really looking to take on a brand new wave of legal straight distance. Lenny and I talked about this over text. Very similar to the concept of an E6. And a lot of the illegal golf balls, pardon me, I forgot about the name. Lenny, what is it? Starts with a P. Uh, Polera. Polera. So very similar to a Polera, but actually conforming and legal. And you lose... uh, Polera balls, for those who don't know, are very illegal balls. Um, They're for people that cheat. But... um, If you're not cheating, you're not trying. 20 yards with them. Yeah, exactly but those balls also you lose 20 yards on a drive I, I i tested one out and it's not good um it has a weird ball flight so this ball legally conforming there and my question is is this a game improvement ball or is this like a tour ball so that's the funny thing coming in at 50 dollars for 12 it is actually a tour level golf ball it is wilson's comparison to what a tour response is an avx is if you're familiar, anybody tuning in with these golf balls, one step below your premium golf ball. So yeah, this is a one step away from being their tour caliber golf ball. Interesting. And now my other question though is because a lot of a lot of professional golfers, they want balls to be workable. They want to have a lot of workability. Now, if this ball is promising straighter ball flights, would this be fit for a tour pro though? Because my like I'm wondering if 
if it promises a straight flight, if this is if they're trying to fade, if they're trying to draw, if they're shaping their shots, are they gonna want to hit a ball that is like countering that? So you're actually right on the money, and this was the conversation that I had with my boss. Now, for any of you who have golf with me, and this is gonna sound very ignorant and pompous, I apologize. I have the curse of a straight golf ball. It drives me nuts. The only reason why I say that is because I don't shape it. So my miss when I have on the tee is a block and a pull or a hook. So with that in mind, getting to it, I made that argument to my boss. Why would someone who is at a high caliber who needs to shape the shots play their golf ball? And to answer your question, I do not see any professional golfer using this triad. There is nowhere on the PGA that requires you to hit a straight golf shot. It doesn't. It always calls, if you play every golf hole the way it is designed, it will always ask you to shape a golf ball regardless. Mm -hmm. So you will not see any tour pro playing this golf ball, in my opinion. However, for 99% of golfers... Maybe not 99, because that's a very large exaggeration. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to say for a good a good 85 to 90%, I think that's a much more reasonable number, mm-hmm. who find themselves struggling to not curve a golf ball and want to hit it straight and still get premium <laughs> performance off a golf ball. This is it. Mm-hmm. So I actually, because we put the post up the other yesterday about some illegal golf tools, mm-hmm. and we had one being the Polera golf ball, and uh, our the Shape by Sportsman Jacob actually responded. He was like, "What's illegal about this?" So I, was, I just told him and a lot of a lot of things. A lot of things. Um, and he was like, "Who cares about if it's illegal? If it's helping your game?" So Jacob, this ball right here, if you if you have a trouble with the slice, I think it probably is a slice, maybe. A fade. This is one that you can actually try. Maybe it's better than the E6 was, and we're we outgrew the E6 in our teen years. We have, but there you go. Try this ball. That maybe. was this ball might be the one. Jacob. The official ball of the Scramble Squad. I don't care who you are. The Bridgestone E6. Yeah, absolutely. The yeah, we were crushing those E6s. Dude, those were sick. Lenny yeah. had an E6. I love. I was E6. I was. E6. I had the E7. I totally remember this. What does the E7? Was that long and? It was. Was that It was long? the distance one. Yeah, it was the distance. The one. hard one. Yeah. I, yeah, that was the one I didn't like. Yeah. What was E5? Was that just soft? green side? Green side control. My dad actually played that one. He was the one who okay. got me on to Bridgestone golf balls. Big trust. Now coming out I remember. It yeah, it, that whole double dimple thing. I love that the dual dimple. Or yeah. whatever it's called. I, I love those golf balls. I found one. I found like an E. I found like I find E sevens now. Sometimes once in a while at golf courses, I don't play them anymore. But uh, every time I like, I find lots of golf balls at Gray Silo, um, as I said earlier. But literally, like I find E sevens all the time. I don't know where Darren went. Is he still here? Because now I don't even know what I was talking about. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, the e, yeah, the E sixes were the OGs. We love those balls. Like they were. Specific game improvement things for people that needed it, like 20 handicappers at the time, maybe when you were kids. And I love those things. If this is like an improved version of those for adults, like I see this having so much value. I'm not going to play it because I have, I, I want to be able to shape the ball this year. So it's fine. Yeah. I, now, D Money, where are you taking this now? I'm taking this to. Sorry, I thought you were gone. No, you're yeah. good. I had to plug in my phone to charge it to make sure that I don't run out of battery. However, you're spot on. That won't be a deal. I personally am all about shaping the golf ball, so this isn't going to be one that I use. However, if anybody is looking for a way to quickly get rid of something that curves quite a bit and eliminate a lot of side spin, this golf ball is totally worth checking out. And in all honesty, typically with a lot of these golf balls, they end up being cheap models where you don't get greenside performance. You really don't get, you know, where where you make up in one field of the golf ball, you lose in another. Mm-hmm. I really think that Wilson did a good job with this golf ball. I can't wait to see how people play it. Moving on, though. That was your part of your segment. Game improvement. Check them out. We're going to do a weekly setup, at least with me. 
Lenny, I think we're going to yes. feel like we're definitely going to dive into some golf courses, maybe some things that he's going to have up his sleeve. So uh, I'll just jump in quickly right there on that note, mm-hmm. because as you notice, this is Darren's like first true host. So what we're doing is every other week, one of us is like the anchor hosting, writing, whatever you want to talk about. Um, I, I'm assuming sometimes we'll mix them, um, of course. And Darren's, I think Darren's main focus is going to be game improvement. Mm-hmm. So like this kind of stuff, which is freaking amazing. It's going to learn the most, probably the best episodes are going to come out of that. And mine are going to be more focused on golf design, golf courses, maybe a specific golf course profile per week on mine. So every other week, uh, sometimes we'll blend them, do both in one week. But yeah, so that's why. I think that's great. And I'm honestly really <laughs> excited for that. I love it. As much as you're laughing. I, again, there's nothing more exciting than to actually dive into the nitty-gritty of a golf course and what actually makes golf so great. Because, hey, I could talk about the game as much as we'd like. I could talk about improving it as much as you like. Without true golf course design, doesn't matter where you are, golf is going to be boring and it's going to suck. With pure architecture and proper content in terms of what Lenny's going to break down for the viewers and listeners. Yes, sir gonna really transition. we don't talk about golf course like people love the $20 golf course where they can drink beers and hack the ball around I I don't like golf <laughs> like I, I'm not I, I realized through my life that I'm not a golf fan I don't enjoy playing golf nope. I enjoy playing the courses like I the minimum course that I play at is the golf course I work at which is a, one of the better public courses in this area but I would never go to like a $20 golf course like that's not me so obviously when we're talking when on my episodes, when we on my primary episodes, we gonna be talking about real, real golf courses here. Totally fair. So, if you are into the not real golf courses, I apologize. We're probably gonna get canceled for this. Get the fuck out of here. Have a great day. <laughs> Turn the pot off. Don't do it. That's like ninety percent. Oh of my god, I'm just playing. <laughs> like, it's no, fine. you guys. It, Who doesn't like true art? Like it'll true be golf fun. Architect? It's it's gonna be fun for 100%. everybody. It's gonna be fun for everybody. That's a total. Like, lie. I'm not gonna be like a nerdy, no, gritty. I'm gonna be focused. It's gonna be good for everybody. He's gonna enjoy this. And Darren, look, look. At the beginning, the game improvement section, I was like, uh, I might, I might be bored of this, but Darren, I'm actually very interested now. Darren has been bringing up some cool ass shit that I was like, even like a casual golf fan. It is very interesting. You can use the tools in your own game. It's going to be amazing. So tune in every week because of that. Anyways, I'm sorry, Darren. That's okay. Nah, I love it. We're plugging it. So we're going to move right on into our back half. We're going to wrap this up pretty quick. This week, the tour moves to Florida with arguably the hardest golf course in Florida at the Palm Beach Gardens for the Honda Classic. To Palm be pl- Beach Gardens, let's go. <laughs> I think, yeah, that's what it says. The Palm Beach Gardens, I went looking. That's where it is. That's where it's located to be played on the PGA National Resort course. So, Lenny, how do we feel about it? Home of the Bear Trap, tough test. What do we think? Where I think it's a tough test of golf with a lot of water. It's a Florida golf course. Like there was slight disappointment when this tournament, like when we go into Florida, I'm like every year, I'm like, ah, oh. I kind of sleep through Bay Hill. I kind of sleep through a bunch of courses until we hit Sawgrass. I just Actually, love the I, alligators. I, I like Innsbruck Copperhead. I love the alligators. <laughs> is the best part. I like Copperhead. But you see, okay, Harbor Town in South Carolina, that course you always see the alligators yeah. popping out. That's where all the clips are, right? Like. When you get to Bay Hill, I don't think... Oh, and Sawgrass, you don't see any alligators. No. I think they kill their alligators. I'm not going to lie. Probably. TPC, golf isn't good for the environment. They cook <laughs> them up and eat them over there. Like, that's yeah, actually bro, the they, they eat them. If you I haven't had fried alligator... Have you had fried alligator, Lenny? Well, okay. I, w- I had a cooked alligator. So Technically, it was at an so Australian good. restaurant in Frank... It was in Frankfurt, Germany. <laughs> so, I don't believe I ate a gator or an, a crocodile. I don't think I ate it. I think it was... It was probably it was probably goat. Over so goat. so can we just break it down for the listeners here? If you didn't catch that, Lenny had an alligator in an Australian restaurant. Crocodile. Oh, pardon me, rephrase a crocodile in an Australian restaurant in Frankfurt, Germany. <laughs> it was the weirdest place I've ever seen. That's I'm not lie. dude. That is the best. That you know what? It is. Almost too good to be true, not to serve you true crocodile. So I feel like that is it. 
<laughs> Do you ever see the episode of The Office where it's like it was later seasons? Dwight, uh, well, Robert California wanted to host a party at Dwight's and wanted exotic meat, and he was like alpaca. He's all about exotic giraffe. meat, hey. Giraffe, maybe and Joe then exotic. He, and then he said, "Oh, now we're talking." And then it, Joe, Robert California walks away, and Dwight turns to the camera, and he's like, "It's all gonna be goat." I, I <laughs> so I ladies goat. and gentlemen, I need a crocodile. I need a goat. Lenny is convinced that everything on the menu in Frankfurt, Germany, is certified goat. Goat. That's it. Look, we're in the middle of Germany. Like, it's not... It's like that place, Frankfurt, they have a river, but that shit is inland. Cold. Yeah, there's there's alligators in that river. Yeah. Or crocodile, my bad. I keep getting... A long way from... A long way from Australia. Dorothy, we're a long way from Kansas. To be honest, I just figured it's a crocodile. I don't know what it was. It was like a soup. (laughs) It was a soup. Okay. (laughs) You know what? That's pretty much our take on the Honda Classic. We're fired up. Pete is coming. Pete <laughs> yeah, is going to go. sue Bear us. trap. Bear trap. Have you eaten a bear, Alligators. Darren? I've never eaten a bear. My goodness gracious. Relax. Weak field, by the way. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, not much to talk about. Are the boys firing Jack it up Nicholas over there? Design. Like, Are they going overseas or like what? Do the big name players just... Not enjoy well, the tournament. Well, it's coming off of the Genesis. It's between it's between the Genesis and Arnold and the Arnold Palmer Invitational, yeah. which are both high paid tournaments. And this is a course that is fairly tough on golfers, and maybe they don't want to be punished. Fair. Take a week, go relax at Bay Hill, which is easy. It's a morale boost, <laughs> hey, for these guys. <laughs> yes. All right. So we're gonna do a recap of our picks from last week. Darren somehow, in some way, found a way to squeak it out. Leishman. You got me. Two, T15 was actually, I thought that was a shot in the dark, but the Australian came in. The crocodile eater himself came through in the clutch. That is actually a place you can get real crocodiles. So shout out to Mark Leishman for a T15. We had Cantley, actually, who was Lenny's winner, who I thought was just Sherlock for top 20. Ended up 13 spots outside. A couple strokes he here and there. He did. I mean, and the funny thing is, a bad week by his standards is a T33. Like, <laughs> yeah, like okay. He's going to win his next The 100%. That's, best. That's my favorite go- golfer. That's a good Yeah, my two shots in the dark, actually. Actually, Shoffley. Yeah, totally. So, we're going to segment. Lenny and I both picked Shoffley. That got us on the board. And like I said, yeah. my shot in the dark was Rory McIlroy coming off of golf. Hasn't, I don't think he's played, I think he's only played in the century. Did he even play on the PGA Tour this year yet? He, I don't know what, no, I don't know how the PGA I, Tour. I don't think he's so. He's playing DP World yeah. Tour and play, no, he played on the DP and a couple Asian Tour events. Yeah. He hasn't played a PGA Tour. So this was a, comp- <laughs> as far as I know too. Complete bonehead pick for me, honestly. I was like, big name in the field, pick him, pick him. He's been golfing well. Yeah. To be fair. Solid strokes gained putting. Played well, hit a lot mm-hmm. of greens, did what he needed to. T10, got me a point on the board. Not bad. Shoffley, again, just like we mentioned, T13. Lenny top went 20, with. There we go. We had two top 20s for Darren. Almost ran a clean board. Beat me. I had a bad week. Lenny had. You know what the funny thing is, though? Lenny says he's got a bad week. Your one lock, he's got your a one lock didn't work. T26 and a T33. Like. You weren't that far off. Yeah, like a couple strokes. And here Cam and Smith, uh, Cameron Smith. So my T third, obviously Xander Shoffley is. I got like that's mutual. Um, Cameron Smith, the T thirty three. It was kind of misleading because he had like a four over day. Yeah. After like competing, he looked like he was a lock for top ten at a certain point. Fell off the rocker a little bit. Wells Alatoris, I thought he would hover in the close to twenty. So I, that's not a major disappointment. Obviously, it was a loss, but it was a little odd, too good to be true. I think. Um, but those guys, I, I honestly like they're both playing great golf. So it kind of sucks that neither of them hit. Yeah. But it is what it is. Yeah, I get them next this week. This week, and that'll lead us right into 
what we have for our Honda Classic. Darren's, I mean, mm. rolling the very cold hot takes again. <laughs> Hold on, Darren. Darren, I think we should save your second. I think you should go second. Okay. So we save your picks for second because your winner pick is a lot cooler than mine. So, Lenny, break it down for me. Who's winning your Honda Classic? Billy Horschel. Mm. Yeah. Just he's just, he's like a, a workhorse, a tour workhorse. He he grinds, he gets things done, he wins sometimes he wins. He's got six wins. So another guy, also motivated, another guy that had some shit to say about Phil Mickelson, calling him an idiot. Of course he did. <laughs> he never misses cuts. He hasn't missed a cut since the US Open. Big PXG oh, guy. Crazy long time. Yeah. Yes. Consistent golfer. Going to get a seventh win at some point this season. He's due. He's coming off an eleventh place and a sixth place in his last two tournaments. Okay. I'll take him in his home state. Good trend. Done. I like it. Billy. Billy Horschel. Darren Givlin. Darren Givlin. We need uh, a drum roll for you. I can't do a drum roll. A plus seven thousand odd. Oh, and mine was plus two twenty. Huge 2, gamble. Twenty. And a shot in the dark on this pick. But holy, do I want to see this happen. Mm. Coming into Bay Hill and Arnold Palmer's golf course where Ricky Fowler has won before. Ladies and gentlemen, my winner for the Honda Classic is the one, the only, orange citrus machine, Ricky Fowler. Bruh. <laughs> so are you picking back-to-back because he won next week's tournament? We, so are you picking? We might just have to. You might have a sneak peek as to Ooh, run it back to back, Ricky. Seven thousand, Darren. What is the reason in here? There is no reason. I just felt that Ricky Fowler is due for one. He has won in Florida before. He plays mm-hmm. decent golf in Florida. There is no reason. I just saw his name, and I went. You know what? We were hot with McElroy, so let's get hot with Fowler. I like Ricky Fowler. Let's go. And and Darren now has a mortgage, so plus seven thousand dollars. Plus seven thousand is what he wants. Ladies and so gentlemen, he's gonna pay it all off. Boomer bust. Yeah, I'm paying. I'm paying my whole mortgage on Ricky Fowler. Come on, dude, pull it off for me. Yes. This one's you. Okay. You Top twenty, Lenny. First one. Who you got? Daniel Berger. Great pick. Plus one ten. Yep. Plus one ten. Top five in twenty twenty. At the Honda Classic. Mm-hmm. Arguably, arguably, the best golfer in this field. Yeah. It is a very weak field. Outside of Kepka? <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Outside it's, of Kepka? Outside of Kepka. Outside of Kepka. I think. And I, I, in the way, in Kepka's health and stuff, I think Daniel Berger is better at this point yeah. right now. Yeah. Currently, currently. Currently. Not all around better golfer, but currently, I'll take Daniel Berger over him. Fair. Uh, plus odds. All day plus twenty. If it, this should be a lock. If it's not, I'm literally never betting again. <laughs> what about you? Uh, totally fair. Coming off of this week's winner, I got Jokin Neiman. I'm taking him. Coming off of an absolute stud of a week, and his win put himself in the field. I think all things considered, outside of bearing a COVID test that comes in positive, I think he's a lock for T20. <laughs> okay, Will Zalatoris. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, Lenny, number two, look, who do you got? Did you realize uh, Neiman was that young? I thought he was like 30. He's 23. He's like 24, 23. 23. He's 23. younger than we are, dude. 23. He looks like he's 40. Oh, I know. <laughs> okay, well, this guy might be the best. He might be the best guy in the field now. Like him golfing like that at Riviera. Could be. Hmm. I mean, that's a good pick. What were his odds, Darren? Uh, plus 120. Ooh, better odds than mine. I'll take that's also a lock. If Darren doesn't, if that one doesn't cash, Darren is no longer betting either. Yep. We're both retired. Yeah, we're retired. Are both locks. <laughs> I haven't seen Neiman though on in floor on on Florida golf terms, courses. So it might, yeah. It could be completely different. Yeah, I agree. So maybe not. Maybe not quite a lock. Okay. Um, but definitely a lock. Number two. <laughs> Num. Sorry, Keith Mitchell plus one seventy. Yeah. Got burned by him a couple weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, you did. His only win has come at PJ National. Ooh. And he's playing decent golf. This isn't a, also a side note. This golf course isn't really one that's for like necessarily for long hitters. The average driving distance is 
10 yards short, 10 yards, 10 whole yards shorter than the average driving distance of the rest of the tour events. So it's odd because Keith Mitchell is a long hitter. He's had success here though. So I'm not letting that be a deterrent. And sometimes it'll work. He's straight too. That's the key. That's the key. Straight. Uses Wilson and triad golf balls. Hits the golf ball straight. Apparently. Apparently so. Because he just hits the ball straight and does nothing else. Apparently so. <laughs> Who's your number two? Love. My number two is Russell Knox. Oh. Nice. Yeah. Odds? Odds are 250. Again, he can... Whoa! Plus 250. Oh, okay. So... Actually, not Love bad. It. I don't think. Those are good. Those are juicy odds. Juicy odds. Exploit that, dude. I mean, I just like Russell Knox. Saw his name. Just like Ricky. Due for, due for some good golf, so... We're we're going guesstimation in Florida is my take. Mm-hmm. That's that's kind of my three picks. So we're taking Russell Knox. Guesstimation. Guesstimation. Okay. Okay. Number three. Okay. Okay. Then who do we got? Number three, Alex Norin. Is it Norin or Norin? Norin. Norin. Alex Norin, plus one seventy yeah. as well. Great pick. Once again, I'm gonna say it. Weak field. Good iron play and can grind out pars. That is key. Absolutely key at this golf course. Agreed. Grind out your pars and hit your irons well. That's the key to success. To be honest, I thought it would be much better odds, more like the Russell Knox odds, but apparently not. 170, apparently everybody's on him. Yeah. So Alex Norton is my third. Good player. D-Money. Round us up. Wrapping it up. Who's your third? I got Tommy Fleetwood. Okay. Purest ball striker, in my opinion, on tour. Can absolutely get it done with his irons. This golf course demands mm-hmm. it. Demands you not to miss. Requires you to hit good golf shots. Again, hasn't played much on the PGA Tour. A lot of overseas golf. So, this is just like McElroy. Could be a shot in the dark, but given the way he plays golf, his game really suits up for this course. And that was actually... I think I had two two picks that I was very confident in. And then the other two are totally just guesstimation shot in the dark. So, ladies and gentlemen... That are our picks. We'll drop it on the IG coming tomorrow, probably. Tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, it will come out same day podcast, so Wednesday. So, people, thank you, first and foremost, for tuning in to this week's episode. I really hope that I took you off the rails, and I hope I drove you nuts. Um, we're probably going to get no viewership after this, so I apologize. But pl- This is the best podcast so far. Please and thank you. Don't trip. <laughs> Don't trip. Please and thank you. Tune in to our bets and our reels. Shape by Sports IG is our parent company. Scramble Squads Pod. You can follow us on IG. Tune in on Spotify, Apple Music, other links that I have no idea. However you choose to get it on, <laughs> let's fuck. Okay? Darren's got to go oh. to the bathroom. That's it. That's a wrap. We're done. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for tuning in. Hope you have a great rest of your day.